1: There's certainly no social distancing when you can go to a pub. Can we go to a pub? Are we allowed to go to a pub? It's been a year since we had to cancel our last St. Patrick's Day. Don't make us do it again. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you. Coming up at the bottom of this hour, we'll check in with our friend Dennis Zine, former city council member, get the update on the George Gascon recall effort. Also in our next hour, John Cox, a candidate for governor in California uh, as a result of the recall effort. And oh, by the way, speaking of the recall effort, You know, this is a day we've had circled on the calendar for quite some time because this would basically be the end of the petition drive for the RecallGavin2020.com effort. Uh, Beyond just the fact that it's St. Patrick's Day, our name is O'Connor, and we like to have a beer now and again, or a whiskey, or just intravenous drip of pure rubbing alcohol. It doesn't matter. We're Irish, and we like that sort of thing. Don't appropriate my culture. Actually, you have permission to appropriate my culture. Go ahead. Just don't drive. Uh, We've had this day circled because of that deadline. So the petition drive is now over. Let's look back for a moment and take a look at what it looks like with Randy Economy, the spokesman for the RecallGavin2020.com. You're becoming a co-host here, Randy. It's good to speak with you. Thanks for being here.
2: Well, it's about time. It's, It's great to be here on my home channel of KABC. Randy Economy Show every Saturday at eleven a.m. That's right. Good little plug there,
1: huh? Absolutely. Well done. Well, well, very smoothly done. And, uh, and Randy, laundry. Let's do this. Let's look back over this whole thing um, of this effort because uh, there was one major decision that happened during it, and that was that, that we got a judge. You got a judge, I should say. I'm not officially part of the recall effort. I'm not that cool. Uh, you got a judge to extend the deadline to uh, yesterday. I guess it was. Um, because of the COVID-19 and because of the drawbacks. Uh, that was an important and critical moment, wasn't it? Because it also coincided with some of the most atrocious uh, uh, decisions and behaviors by this governor.
2: Uh, yeah, that was. And we were very appreciative of that judge. And we had every right to be able to go to him because Gavin Newsom put us all under house arrest. And it's all hard right. to be able to conduct a campaign of any magnitude here in California uh, when you're told you can't go outside or you'll be uh, cited or arrested. So uh you know he thought he was going to be uh i thought he probably thought he was smarter than the people of california, uh and uh, it didn't really work out too well, so a judge uh, basically said, "Hey, listen, <clears throat> sorry, you can't do that uh you know uh if if they're going to get an extension if, if you're going to do this i'm going to give these guys an extension, yeah." So today, right.
1: Otherwise, you could have a governor just make these decisions that shuts down the the free expression of the populace, especially when the populace has the right to recall that very same governor.
2: Yeah, and I mean, and and welcome to our world. I mean, he put us all under house arrest for the last year. Yeah, how'd that work out?
1: so you know so he's on a publicity blitz a media blitz right now and it's fascinating he said to a local npr station here in los angeles uh in the last couple of days that he absolutely regrets going to french laundry and he said absolutely that's a regret but here he is with jake tapper on cnn last night
0: so you're you don't regret going to dinner you regret the fact that there were too many people at the table like you would have gone if it had been six people or something or four people. Restaurants were open in the vast majority of the state. That's neither here nor there. It was a mistake, and I should have gotten up and left when I sat down at that table, and there were too many people at the table, and that was inconsistent with what I was expressing. I've made this crystal clear on ad nauseum occasions. But he hasn't
1: made it crystal clear. A couple of things there. First of all, he doesn't regret going to the dinner, just what it looked like and how many people were there. But also, Randy Economy, he just said the majority of restaurants in California were open. What's, what California is he talking about?
2: I think it was one county in um, in California that he he moved into that whatever the color the tier was at the time to be able to allow people to go inside dining, yeah, uh, and and to be able to have wine tasting and it was in the county where all of his vineyards are at yeah. Jack Wineries. So uh, yeah, he you know listen, this guy uh, he got caught, he got caught, he got caught. It's going to go down in his political obituary as the dumbest thing any politician in the history of America had probably ever done. Uh, And he keeps changing his story. I mean, listen, he thought he was going to go on Jake Tapper yesterday and get a powder, you know, just a powder puff interview. And Jake Tapper just rammed it down his throat. And Gavin looked like a deer in headlights. I mean, he was like, oh, my God, what do I do now? I mean, Jake Tapper even asked a question, Governor, what were you thinking? Mm hmm and that was yeah. his response.
1: That's his response. Um and and he also said in one of his interviews it may have been the um the view where they devoted an entire hour. By the way, do you get equal time? Does the does the recall effort get equal time on this because th- this seems like a, a a a an equal time situation if 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 Gavin yeah, Newsom you know, can go on The View, which is seen locally on, on uh, Channel 7 in Los Angeles and in local ABC affiliates all up and down California, shouldn't the recall effort get the equal amount of time to make their case?
2: Uh, we, asked, we formally asked them to do that, and they never called us back. Didn't return the phone call. They weren't interested, so I guess we got our answer.
1: Which is I, no. I believe that is an FEC or FCC violation. I, I believe yeah, I believe
2: we, I, I I yeah I think it's I think it's probably a combination of the two since yep. uh or, or I know definitely a, a an FCC violation and you know we we will we will pursue that. Good. Uh, listen, he's not going to get a free microphone just because he's he's now quote unquote in re-election mode. That's uh right. you know, he's the governor of California. Go back to your office, governor, sit sit in the state capitol. fix the problem he created and and let the campaign re- evolve. No, nah, that's uh, not how this guy works,
1: and you know that he's going to go on this full media no, he blitz, and and they're all New York based or DC based television shows. Have you noticed that?
2: Uh, yeah, because I think the people in the media in California are onto him. Yeah. I mean and they, they 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 call him up for what he is, and so he has to go to you know un, un, unwitting dupes, so to speak. Uh, but it's not turning out well, and even the Jake Tapper interview last night was emblematic of. Of his inability to be able to go ahead and 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 talk logically and 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 forthrightly and everything he does is a calculated soundbite, uh, and he's just stumbling over his own words now.
1: Randy, he said uh, the words he used in the the view was, "I am worried," and and he framed it in this way. He said, "Listen." Anytime you give the people an option of do you want to stay with this guy or, or, or get rid of him, instead of a mano a mano kind of thing, right, Newsom versus Randy Economy or Newsom versus Larry O'Connor, he thinks that works against him. I, I, which, by the way, I think exhibits a bit of a disregard for the intelligence of the voters in California, right, that, that Californians aren't smart enough to sort of, you know, uh, figure out the, the one-on-one factor here with regard to the recall
2: uh i agree with you 100% they'll be manipulated
1: and, oh sure you know given the alternative <laughs> i don't know what the
2: alternative is and who the person is going to actually emerge uh right. to actually be that candidate to 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 take him on uh, we don't feel that the the we don't feel that the right candidate has actually emerged yet uh and i know there's been a lot of announced candidates who have stepped forward uh we just we don't you know we don't feel that the the, the best candidate has come forward yet uh and whoever that is but again you know uh, this campaign is not about us selecting the next governor this campaign is making sure that this governor is now finally going to face the people uh and it's going to happen in a historical election Uh, Only two governors, I believe there's only two governors in the history of America have ever been recalled. One was in North Dakota, I believe, in the 1920s, and the other one was in 2003 when it was Gray Davis. So uh, this is a very rare moment in in American political history. It's a rare moment for this generation uh, in California because a lot of people don't remember the Gray Davis uh, uh, recall or weren't old enough to be able to participate in it. Um, So we're excited. We've done the heavy lifting um, we got the signatures when it, it was it was told we weren't be a we weren't going to be able to do it and you know we were we were laughed at we were pushed off as this little fringe crazy element they're still trying to play the fringe card I I mean I didn't realize that I was a member of the Proud Boys and I didn't remember I didn't realize I was a member of what do they call the QAnon yeah and
1: this the, is you are a QAnon three, I'm I'm a insurrectionist all, Proud Boys racist now, right. extremist Randy Economy yeah I'm a three percenter now too I don't I don't know what that right. Means. Well, and I would love for you to comment on this report because this stuff is is recorded. Uh, it's public knowledge. You do give your party identification, I believe, when you sign these um, these uh, 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 recall petitions. Uh, no, you don't. You, you don't
2: act, no, you don't. Actually, you just sign your name. You write your name. You, the the your, your legal uh, uh, address for your registered vote. Oh, your signature. Uh And and what? But what we do is since we are the custodian and, and the proponents and the legal. Uh, owner of that document, uh, we pre-verify every single signature uh, to make sure that that's you know, so we can have an internal account of where we're at. So we know exactly who's signing these petitions.
1: So you, you uh, cross check it against the registrar of voters. You, you cross check it Absolutely. against the voter rolls, which does have the party affiliation. So can you comment on this report that has come out? Um, California, Katie Grimes over at California Globe wrote it that that shows that in Los Angeles County of the verified signatures so far, 52 percent of the signatures are registered Democrats. Uh,
2: That's an astonishing total. And, and, you know, uh, first of all, there's not enough Republicans in Los Angeles County now. I, I left, to be honest with you. Uh, uh, And I I don't say that wholeheartedly. It's just that the fact of the matter is, you know, the Los Angeles County is the bluest of the blue counties in in probably all of America, uh, in addition to probably San Francisco. But to have, you know, 50-some percent of Democrats sign our petition in Los Angeles County Um, is 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 emblematic of the frustrations from inside the party. The party bosses, the California uh, Democratic Party bosses are completely out of touch with with their own electorate. Um, And I think that's that's dangerous for them. Uh, It's great for us. Uh, We're excited and we're thrilled. And we've known this. We've known the frustrations that Democrats in Los Angeles County have with this governor. Uh, and, and we and we see it every day. And we, you know, when people come up to one of our signing stations or our, our, our approach a volunteer, they said, "Listen, I don't want anything to do with the Republican Party. I just cannot stand this governor. What he's done to me, what he's done to my family, what he's done to my businesses. Give me that petition. I'm going to sign it right now." Yeah. So uh, that's the reality of where we're at in this campaign now. Uh, and 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 uh, again, it's it's astonishing. And when I saw the number yesterday, I just it, it, it blew me away, but then yeah. I thought, you know what, it, it's true. It, it really makes, sense. That, the, the makes sense, considering
1: the electoral makeup of L.A. County. It absolutely, you, you can't get anything done in L.A. County electorally without getting Democrats on board, and that includes the recall petition drive for yeah, Gavin I think Newsom.
2: 56, 56% of the people from L.A. County who signed the petitions are Democrats. Sure. Holy moly. Yeah.
1: Um, two more things on this obviously Gavin Newsom uh, you know shifted into overdrive here in the last 48 hours with the media blitz and also with the fundraising blitz and he enlisted the the support of several prominent national names in the Democratic Party only one of them coming from California that was um, Adam Schiff, also Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders, they've all taken to social media and again, characterized you, Randy, and the people behind the effort, as well as those who signed the petition as the extremist, racist, insurrectionist, QAnon conspiracy theorists. Um, but then he also, they also spent a little bit of time waxing poetic about the great job Gavin Newsom has done in the state of California. I'd, I'd love for you to respond to that and whether you think this this national campaign strategy that Gavin Newsom is waging here is going to be effective. I'm surprised they didn't label me a Roman Catholic
2: (laughs) (laughs) or a pirate.
1: Yeah. Well, they're throwing, they're throwing everything, but the kitchen sink
2: or, 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 or or remember the LGBT community. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's just start, let's just start, start, you know, throw the wedge stuff out. Listen, uh, they're desperate. And, and for, for Gavin Newsom to now pin his hopes of his political future on Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders and crazy Adam Schiff and, and Stacey Abrams and and uh, the, the, the senator uh, Cory Booker and and Alex Padilla. I mean, and, and Katie Porter from from Orange County. Uh, it, it's farcical. I mean, he's he's that out of touch, and he thinks that these national uh, figures are going to come in and, and and carry his water and and everything's going to be okay because they said so. No, it's not okay. They're the problem. They're the problem of what's going on in politics today because we have the political elite class, uh, and they're out of touch with the rank and file resident, and they're out of touch with the rank and file Californian. uh, And you know, we we have all suffered great pain. We have all suffered tremendous loss this past year, uh, and it was it it was because of the mismanagement of Gavin Newsom. He could have done things completely one hundred percent different. He chose not to. And he chose not to every single hour and every single day for the past year. Now we're going to clean up the mess and we're going to hold him accountable. And this election's going forward.
1: Finally, Randy, economy, as uh, as Gavin Newsom struggles for defending his political future and political life, as we know it right here in California, there's going to be a lot more misinformation. There's going to be a lot more of of this kind of sliming and slandering Uh, from the Position of the Recall Gavin 2020 uh, effort, which you are the spokesperson for, are you hoping or are you planning on having some sort of clearinghouse area Where where you can respond to all of these allegations in one central place, because one of the challenging things here is there's going to be so many individual candidates that are also running on this ballot that aren't necessarily affiliated with you and your organization, that there's going to be, you know, tons of different messages going out. And I think it's important for people to focus on, you know, this is not Gavin Newsom versus all of these other people. This is Gavin Newsom versus the recall effort. And that's where you come in, Randy.
2: Uh, and that's a great point. And, and the, you know, welcome to my world every day. And there's been a lot of people who have glommed on to this movement and glommed on to this campaign, uh, who have, you know, taken to uh, media, who have become, quote unquote, official spokespersons. Mm-hmm. Um, but our campaign is is run and fueled by the people. And I'm very blessed to have been. Uh, hired as the senior advisor and the official spokesperson. So it is about the message, uh, and and it's not necessarily about the messenger, um, but we need to speak with one clear voice, and that's that's kind of why they brought me in because um, uh, I I think I can – act pretty quick on my feet. And I, and I think we can, you know, where I'm so passionately involved in this um, uh, personally and professionally now uh, that, you know, you, you can't, I can't separate the two. It's just, it's just my life now and it's just all of our lives and it's Orrin Eatley's life and it's Mike Netter's life and, and Robin McCray, and everybody else has worked their tails off yeah. at this campaign for the past year. So I, it's just part of our, our DNA now and we're going to see this thing through and Uh, You know, it's about the people and it's about the message and the message is Gavin Newsom you need to go
1: man you've caused enough collateral damage and your time's up. I highly recommend some digital rapid response and some sort of one-location website clearinghouse to be able to respond to all of these uh, scurrilous allegations. Yeah, we do. That it's,
2: he... it's, it's, recall, it's recallgavin2020.com Excellent. and we're going to go ahead and retool it and we're going to be able to do re- real-time uh, responses and real and everything. So uh, it, the work is in progress. Brilliant. We just needed to get to this point to be able to get it done.
1: Oh, I know. You guys are on it. Uh, by the way, this just in, uh, theme parks are going to be able to open under certain guidelines and Gavin Newsom office has announced one of the guidelines ready i'm not kidding this isn't the onion it's not babylon b you can go to the theme parks you can ride on the roller coaster but while you're on the roller coaster you can't scream oh you can't scream now yes That's... oh my god you're kidding me you can go on the roller coaster but you can't scream so That's says governor, you're governor gavin on the Newsom. o'connor show showing not being able to scream <laughs> scream away randy scream there it is. <laughs> By
2: the way, I can't believe you got Dennis coming on next. It's why what's wrong with that? Because he's he's, he's part of, you know, he's been, he's just he's part of my cast of characters on It's a
1: one two punch, baby. We cover you know, all bases he's just, he's here. Been, this he's is everywhere. Dennis is everywhere. <laughs> As well, he should be. We've got a lot of work to do to fix this state. Randy Economy, you're sometimes, a big part of that. Thanks know, for joining re- us, my sometimes friend. Sometimes
2: that Zion guy just talks, 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 talks. He'll take
1: over your show, Larry, I'm telling you. Just I'll let careful. him know. That's okay. I got a lot of coffee to drink right now. So I just, I start <laughs> sipping when he starts talking. To- By the way, sounds familiar. Glass houses, Randy Economy. Glass houses, my got friend. It, baby. <laughs> thanks right, for thanks joining Larry. us. You bet. Right. It's uh, the Larry O'Connor show on KV. Today, the first major interview that he's granted uh, since the Super Bowl. Uh, George Stephanopoulos, by the way, in case you missed it, major, major Democrat operative. Ran the communications department for the Clinton campaign and then the Clinton White House in that capacity had uh, many, many direct relations with then U.S. Senator Joe Biden, just, you know, FYI.
0: A lot of the migrants coming in saying they're coming in because you promised to make things better. It seems to be getting worse by the day was it a mistake not to anticipate
1: this surge well first of all
3: there was a surge the last two years and and 19 and 20 there was a surge as well this um, one might be worse no well it could be
1: it's uh, probably about 10 times worse in fact by uh, the end of 19 and into 2020 uh, the so-called surge certainly of unaccompanied minors had been stemmed and the new policies of remain in mexico as well as border enforcement had been put in place any expert will tell you that this entire thing had been taken care of and resolved before Joe Biden became president. So that's kind of a lie. George Stephanopoulos could have called him on that if he had the facts at his disposal or the wherewithal to actually speak truth to power.
0: First of all, the idea that Joe Biden said, come, because I, I heard the other
3: day that they're, they're coming because, they know, I'm a nice guy and I won't do it. they this. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. They're not.
1: They are, and they're not coming because they're, he's a nice guy. They're coming because he said if they came, they'd be accepted and they can stay. It's that simple. Again, that's a moment where George Stephanopoulos could have pushed back. He didn't.
0: Do you have to say quite clearly, don't come? Yes, I can say quite clearly, don't come. And what we're in the process of getting set up. Don't leave
1: your town or city or community. While we're in the process of getting set up. So, So don't come yet. Pretty soon, we'll be able to take all of you, and then you can come. And by the way, that again is a convoluted message. Uh, this guy is in trouble. <laughs> He's not clear. He's not clear. He's. A, by the way, that little segment that I just played for you, there were like three or four different edits to make it sound like a coherent back and forth. And meanwhile, we still have an overrun border and a crisis at that border, and it's children who are suffering. And eventually you will suffer in this country as more and more and more undocumented people, illegal aliens, illegal immigrants, flood into this country, tap the very limited budgets of our states, and ultimately take your jobs. It's that simple. Here we go again. It's the Larry O'Connor Show on KBC. Thirty five minutes after 10 here in Southern California. Larry O'Connor here. And again, thank you to Randy Economy for joining us to talk about the latest in the Gavin Newsom recall effort as Gavin Newsom makes his nationwide push. By, by the way, uh, if there are any, I'm sure that he will talk to some media in the state of California eventually at some point. As I mentioned earlier, he did give one interview so far to NPR here in uh, Southern California. That would be the uh, the radio stations that you pay for. We charge you nothing. We charge you nothing. You're welcome. Uh, if any of those reporters happen to be fortunate enough to get Gavin Newsom on, uh, on the record here, I'd, I'd love for them to ask a simple question. Uh, you have said that you have made mistakes. Name three of them. And, and the French laundry doesn't count. Because, you see, French laundry is a political mistake. Ultimately French laundry hurts no one except Gavin Newsom. If if he counts that as one of his mistakes, it tells you how 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 myopic, selfish, self-centered, self-obsessed and narcissistic he is. Oh yeah, oh I've made a mistake, the French laundry thing. That's that affects him. It affects no one else. It's a political mistake. No, what are the 3 mistakes that you've made that have affected the people of California. I'd love to hear what he thinks those mistakes are. I know you know what they are. I know that you wouldn't be limited at three, but I would love for any good journalist, news anchor, etc., to be able to ask that question. Because I will not have the opportunity, sadly. He won't come on this program, but we'll certainly ask. Uh, joining us right now is Dennis Zine. He's a former city council member for the city of Los Angeles and also uh, with the Los Angeles Police Department is the sergeant. He joins us now because he is a uh, part of the effort to recall George Gascon, the uh, ec- sad excuse for a district attorney in LA County. Uh, Mr. Zine, thanks for joining us, sir.
3: Larry, pleasure to be with you this morning. It was fun listening to uh, Randy Economy.
1: <laughs> Randy yeah, Economy. Yeah, I mean, he had quite a bit to say about you, uh, Mr. Zine. I-, I think you should be the bigger <laughs> man and just, you know, uh, uh, not, not responding it up, right? kind. Yeah. <laughs> very Isn't, good no <laughs> I, I wish i could say the same for george gascon but i'm sure you saw the uh, write-up over at redstate.com where he was uh, speaking via zoom to a group of democrats in culver city and he he brought up your name in particular basically he's trying to uh, uh, characterized the recall effort as a partisan, Republican, extremist, illegitimate mm-hmm. witch hunt. And he brought up your name in particular as a Republican and as a member of the L.A. Police Protective League. Well, that, that's quite a slander against you, Dennis. That he, he meant that as a criticism.
3: Well, it's interesting that I know George Gascon from his time with LAPD. I know the man. I know him personally. So I find that he's reaching to try and condemn me and anyone else who's involved in this public safety endeavor to get him out of office. I mean, he hasn't been in there very long, but he's created so much havoc. The latest I heard on the news is there's a detective retired from LAPD. He's been retired a year and apparently he made some inappropriate remark during some incident. It was on the news last night. They didn't say what the remark was, but I'm sure it's a racial slur. Uh, And now they're investigating him, even though he's retired. The department has no control over him once he retires. And Gascon is reviewing 370 past cases this detective was involved with because of a slur that he made a year after he retired. It's like, what are you doing? He's not the prosecutor to try and defend and protect. He's the person who's trying to let everyone out of prison In fact, there's a story about an individual who's in for murder, and he was celebrating the fact that Gascon has said, doesn't matter what the crime, no one's going to do more than 15 years, I'm not going to support the death penalty. This man has really, really gone far away from what he ran for. District attorney is a prosecutor. Police do enforcement. They make arrests. The prosecutor prosecutes the case. There's a defense attorney, the public defender, He should have run for public defender or he should have run for defense counsel, not for a prosecutor. He's really betraying the people, the 88 cities of Los Angeles County, by what he is doing, carrying out this incredibly ridiculous program. And he wants to take the gang unit, hardcore gang unit that goes after thugs that commit a lot of crime, and he wants to disband that. He's basically turning the district attorney's office upside down. What his motivation is? I don't know. He's not protecting the people. He's not protecting the taxpayers. He's going after cops for whatever he can find. Uh, it's ridiculous. But to say you're going to examine yeah. 370 past cases because this detective investigated them and because he made a racial slur a year after retirement, we're going to investigate 370 past cases. It's outrageous what he's doing. It I'm is. I'm not justifying a racial slur, but I'm just saying. Of course not. This
1: detective's long gone. Then to spend your resources on something like that, uh, especially when you're. You're tapping the resources by either dissolving completely or, as you mentioned, severely downsizing the hardcore gang unit. Can you, This is one of the oldest units in the DA's office. And can yeah. you, for a minute, from your perspective as a cop and also from a former city council member, talk about what this unit does and how it's been critically important? It's almost like people forget when we had the gang wars in in L.A., you know, a couple of decades back. This was, you know, priority number one to form this unit and to ensure that people are put behind bars and this this violence ends. And now he exactly. wants to do away with it, Dennis.
3: Exactly. We were over a thousand murders in the past, and last year we're three hundred and fifty three hundred and fifty murders in the city of Los Angeles. And in the last ten years, we didn't reach over three hundred. So last year we're three hundred and fifty. Who knows where we're going to be next year? But it continues to get worse. But this man, I don't know what is driving him to this. He goes from law enforcement. He goes completely upside down to defend the accused. You're not supposed to defend the accused. There's mechanisms to defend the accused. Your job is to prosecute if you have evidence to prosecute. And if you don't, then you don't prosecute. But like resisting arrest, he's not going to file cases. There's many issues where people break the law where he says, I'm not going to file. I'm not going to file. I'm not going to file. I talked to a lieutenant from a neighborhood police department, not LAPD, another department, and he says their cases have to go to the district attorney, he's rejecting all these cases. So they don't even get filed on now. They just get rejected. So an officer is going to go out there and try to do his or her job, come back uh, they get get a combative suspect, and then all of a sudden the district attorney is going to say, well, no, no, we're not going to do anything. So what do you think the message is to the police officers? Back off, back off, back off, because they're going to put themselves in jeopardy, and the district attorney is doing everything that he's not elected to do. He's elected to be the reviewer, the prosecutor, that's his job. That's what he is taken an oath to uphold. But he's just decided, I'm going to do my own thing. He's got mutiny in his office. He's got judges that are screaming, what are you doing? And now he's about, talking about the gang unit, which is established because of the vicious gangs. Where we had over 1,000 murders, and gangs can be vicious. We know yeah. the history of gangs in Los Angeles. So it just yeah. upsets me, as well as every person who knows anything about the criminal justice system, this man needs to go and it's unusual that someone gets in an office and there's a recall as soon as they take that oath. But that's what's happening with him. But no, no bail, no this, no that, no death penalty. It doesn't matter what you do. Uh, it gives carte blanche to
1: the criminals here. And, and again, exactly. it doesn't protect the victims. Uh, Dennis Zine, I'd, I'd love to ask you, uh, specific to the Hardcore Gang unit, because people have to understand this because there's a lot of misinformation. George Gascon and his supporters, they would say that this unit targets people, uh, that targets people of color, targets people based on their ethnicity, targets people based on how they dress and who they associate with. Uh, help me out here. I mean, that when you're talking about gangs, who they associate with, how they dress, uh, uh, who they're, you know, uh, 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 spending all their time with and how they behave, that, that actually is part of the evidence toward verifying that somebody is a member of a gang, isn't it? Isn't that basic policing and investigation?
3: Exactly. But the the law enforcement, now he's got an investigative branch within the district attorney's office of basically police officers that do investigations, but local law enforcement's responsible to protect the people in the specific community. Again, 88 cities is what we're talking about. So law enforcement has gang units because of the gang problems, because of the shootings, the violence that takes place. They do investigations. They get the evidence. They turn over to the district attorney's office. They're supposed to take that evidence and do what they need to do in a prosecution mode. He's decided, no, we're not going to do that. So basically, it's a green light for gang members to do as you wish. Don't worry about it because we're not going to worry about you. We're not going to prosecute you. Go out and terrorize the community. And if you live in certain communities, those communities are already being terrorized by the gang units. Not the gang units, the gang members. The gang units are there to balance that, to say, we know who these gang members are. It's obvious. They want to intimidate the community, intimidate the storekeepers, intimidate whomever. They go and ask for protection money. I mean, they're going to burn a business down if they don't give protection money, things that you heard about in the old Al Capone days. That's what gang people do in the communities where they have a stronghold. The district attorney's office is using that gang unit that they have, the hardcore gang unit, to go after those predators, those hardened criminals. That's what they're there for. But Gascon doesn't think there's any big deal about it. But when you have people on death row that have committed murder and they're celebrating because they know that maybe they'll get out now because Gascon doesn't think anyone should be in prison more than 15 years, no matter what your crime. But this gang situation is outrageous where that unit is being basically disbanded. Right. And that's going to be a disservice to all people that live anywhere where you've got gangs. And sadly, we have gangs all over the community of the 88 cities. They, that's they exist. The, and that's a,
1: that's a huge problem in terms of law and order with people who are, are in the midst of breaking the law or or, or will potentially break the law. Any moment now, you have to be equipped and set up to be able to respond and prosecute those people after they're arrested. Then you've got the case of Alexander Hernandez, 40 years old, six and a half years ago, went on a shooting spree in San Fernando Valley. He murdered Sergio Sanchez, uh, Geraldo Morales, Gloria Tovar, Michael Planels and Mariana Franco, 11 other attempted murders also facing 11 counts of attempted murder and eight counts of shooting in an occupied vehicle, also a bunch of counts of rape. And George Gascon's office said, yeah, this guy, we're not going to try to try him with the death penalty. This guy right. doesn't deserve the death penalty. I mean, if the death penalty was created in California not designed for anybody, it's for Alexander Hernandez. Exactly. But he's got a mindset that
3: just defies logic. It defies logic, and it's a disservice to the people of the city, the county of Los Angeles County. The people of Los Angeles City are jeopardized. But it's not, you think about LA, but the district attorney represents 88 cities. It represents Beverly Hills, Covina, uh, everything, Azusa. It represents Glendora. It represents all these municipalities. So its impact is not just LA City, which is huge, but everything surrounding Los Angeles. So you always hear about Los Angeles. Well, wait, we got, we got 80. 88 all over L.A. County. And that's what he represents. It's not like you have district attorneys in different municipalities. He's got all of L.A. County. So his tentacles reach out for this entire region. And the victims and the victims that we keep having more and more and more, as we see the crime statistics, murders are up, shootings are up. What we know is it's not getting better. It's getting worse. So he comes in to say, you know what? We're not going to prosecute. We're not going to use the resources that are there. Again, he doesn't make the law. We have state legislature. We have a governor, good, bad, or indifferent. The governor is there. They make the laws. The governor signs the laws. The police enforce the laws the district attorney is supposed to take and prosecute those that they have sufficient evidence to believe a crime was committed. Let the juries, let the judges decide the outcome. But he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to file charges. So if a person is stopped by the police, that person resists arrest, the individual is arrested for resisting arrest, Gascon says, well, no, we're not going to file a charge because we don't believe that's appropriate. So what is it going to do for the police officers? They're, by common sense, going to back off from doing enforcement, which creates more crime, more violence, because the thugs say we're going to get away with it. And if you don't think this happened in the past, there's a series called The Untouchables. Elliot Mess <laughs> and The Untouchables. And all this and it's, and speech, I see it on, on the weekends on TV, and it reminds me of how bad it used to be. Well, that's exactly what Gascon is advocating to have that kind of violence take place. It's not right for the people in a civilized society to tolerate this. And that's why this recall is very important. And it's unique that we have a recall for the governor. we got a recall when I, I know there's over 2 million signatures, so that's going to be on the ballot. And it's, again, this is not a Republican, Democrat, independent. This is about people. Yeah. This is about potential victims. This is about women and children. It's about child molesters. It's about those that prey on human beings. That's what this is about. So, yeah. you got a governor that's got problems. You got all the prisoners that have got billions of dollars that they stole from the state. What about that when you talk Listen, about it, corruption?
1: Should we do something about that or just ignore it? Every time they say this is just a, a partisan, extremist uh, uh, a campaign that is all about Republicans, I want uh, the supporters of George Gascon, I want George Gascon himself, go to the recallgeorgegaston.com website, click on the button that says the victims. And and look at Alfredo. Look at Dimitri. Look at the pictures of Charles and of Gabriel and of Julian and of Bradley. The people who have been murdered and he is being he is he is stepping away from his constitutional duty to prosecute the murderers of these victims. I want George Gascon to say, oh yeah, Alfredo, he doesn't have a point. His family doesn't have a point in this because they're just Republicans. That's how he views this, Dennis Zine, that these victims are all just tools and puppets of the Republican Party. It's absolutely disgraceful.
3: And I hope people don't buy into that because as God is my judge, we want to see a civil environment, a civil society where people can go shopping, walk down the street, uh, not worry about getting broken into or getting accosted or getting robbed or whatever the case may be. And thugs do that when they know that there's no one protecting the good people, they're going to take advantage of that, and that's exactly what we see. We see crime going up. We see murders going up. We see shootings going up. Please, and J- I, Dennis, I,
1: I, Jackie Lacey was a Democrat. I don't recall you coming on this program saying how she needs to be recalled. It's 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 a despicable lie to say that this is just a Republican political tactic. Well, they, have, they, they don't have anything else to grab onto. They have so nothing they got to else. grab onto. Something, but All you right.
3: know Soros. When you mention the name of Soros, Soros is behind it financially. I'm sure he's going to put a lot of money in to try and save Gascon. If Gascon's in, God help the people in Los Angeles County. If we can't get rid of him, if we can't bring somebody in who's going to do that job of being a district attorney, being a prosecutor, do what you're supposed to do, what you're sworn to do, to uphold the laws, then God help us. I don't think there'll be anybody left. Everybody will move to Texas, Nevada, Arizona, Utah, whatever the case may be. And I this wouldn't be blame total them at unsafe this point. Environment.
1: Yeah, we got to leave it okay. there, Dennis Zine. Uh, it's RecallGeorgeGascón.com. Again, you can't print out the petition quite yet. There uh, is a, a little bit of a house cleaning that needs to get done. We're waiting for George Gascón's response, and then the Correct. Uh, Correct. and then the petition will be approved, and then you can print it out. But sign up for updates right now at George Recall George Dennis Zine, always good to talk with you. You weren't nearly as bad as Randy Economy said you were going to be. Thank you, Larry. Thank you much. It's the Larry O'Connor Show on KABC.
0: KABC, dependable traffic on the St. Patty's Day. I'm Jim Rope. Some slow conditions out there. Maybe people getting out to enjoy themselves. Sherman Oaks, 405 South between Valley Vista and the Getty Center Drive. No accident. It's just slow. In the same situation, Elysian Park on the 110 South between Stadium Way and 3rd Street. Slow conditions there. Parade speeds downtown LA on the 110 North between the 10 and the 101. Downtown LA also on the 101 North between Mission Road and the 110 Freeway. It is slow. And some emergency road work in Pasadena 210 West between Allen Avenue and the 134. That's dependable traffic. I'm Jim Roop on AM 790 KABC. This 60 Seconds in Real Estate is brought to you by Rex. See how Rex can save you thousands of dollars when buying or selling a home. Call 323 688 4REx. The current supply of homes for sale is the lowest it's been in two decades, so with economic uncertainty looming, how can homeowners make money off their house without putting it on the market? Experts say a mortgage refinance may be the only way. A staggering 19 million homeowners are eligible for a refinance, and with today's rates, the savings could be immense. According to data from Rex, refinances have netted sellers an average monthly savings of over $300 since the beginning of the year. That's an overall savings of $108,000 over the course of a 30-year loan. Give Rex a call today for a rate quote within minutes. It may mean hundreds of dollars a month in savings. Call 323-688-4REX. That's 323-688-4739. 323-688-4739. Rex Home Loans, Inc. License number 1671041. Real Estate Broker, CA Department of Real Estate. Rex DRE number 01976010. For further licensing disclosures, please visit rexhomes.com.
3: Lexus of Westminster hopes you and your family are safe and healthy during these uncertain times. And they want you to know that Lexus of Westminster is available and ready to help you with all your transportation needs, both to service your vehicle and help you find the best deals of the year on their entire new and used car inventories. Experience something truly amazing at Lexus of Westminster. Lexus of Westminster,
2: serving you with joy. Lexus of
3: Westminster, within reach, at
0: the 22nd Beach. Trust is in short supply these days. But according to MRI Simmons Research, radio, radio is the most trusted platform of all. More trusted than TV, more trusted, trusted than the newspaper, and way more trusted than social media. And we don't take that trust for granted. With trusted voices like Armstrong and Getty, Larry O'Connor, John Phillips, and Ben, ben Shapiro. Plus, news and traffic 24-7. We give you the resources you need to separate fact from fiction. And we promise to continue to earn your trust every, every day. day. AM 790 KAB
3: when you talk about what's coming
0: across I just left a few border agents and I asked them who are the individuals you're catching yeah they're from Central America but you know who else Iran Yemen Sri Lanka
3: when I walked through the facility there's more Haitians than any other nationality i saw and why are they coming now
0: you asked the border agents they were shocked themselves because they're being released into the country
1: that is uh, kevin mccarthy minority leader in the house of representatives congressman from california uh later that was on monday later in the day he also went on fox news and echoed a, a similar concern and when you go up
0: to monument three and you talk to those agents it's not just people from Mexico or Honduras or El Salvador. They're now finding people from Yemen, Iran, Turkey. People on the on the terrorist watch list. They are catching, and they're rushing it all at once.
1: And of course, uh, this was met with screams of liar, liar, liar. This is a hoax. This is a hoax. He's trying to scare people. He's trying to uh, racially profile people. He's trying. He's an Islamophobe. Right. These are all the answers. Oh, you know. To say that people are crossing the border are on the terror watch list, to say that people crossing the border are from Yemen or Iran and Turkey. By the way, we shouldn't accept anybody illegally crossing our border. We're a nation state. We're allowed to protect our border. We're allowed to determine whether people can come into this country through a legal process or not. But that said, if they're also crossing the border and they're from states that we have declared as terrorist states, that's kind of a problem, too. And here's the headline in the Washington Post yesterday, Democrats question Kevin McCarthy's claim that terrorists are crossing the border. Quote, he's either wrong or lying. See, one or the other. He's either wrong or he's lying. Of course, later yesterday, here's another headline from scoop: Customs and Border Protection Agency confirmed to Congress today that four people arrested at the southern border since October 1st matched names the FBI's terrorist screening database a congressional aide briefed on the correspondence told Axios. In other words, the Border Patrol has actually apprehended four people who were on the terror watch list, which is literally exactly what Kevin McCarthy said. But tell that to the Washington Post, who quote Democrats saying, he's either wrong or he's lying. Oh no, actually, there's a third option, that he's right. And we do have a crisis on the border, a very serious one. If only we had a serious president that took it seriously. It's the Larry O'Connor Show on KBC.